Hi, my name is Teal, and I'm your host for the SweatNet Be Amazing podcast, where we share stories of amazing women who live in our communities. My hope is that you will feel encouraged and inspired after listening to each episode. Okay, hi everyone, it's Seal, and I'm so excited today on the Be Amazing podcast to have Julie Nee. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, this is so exciting. We have been, I mean, the conversation has just been darting everywhere because it's like women and business and professional and Charlotte and who do you know and all of that. But I really want to go ahead and dive in for you to share a little bit about who you are. Okay. Such a broad <laughs> question, right? Right. Um, well, I'm a wife, a mother, an entrepreneur, a speaker, a trainer, an author, all the things. Um, I'm a person who really cares about people. And I'm highly driven by connection, which is why I think our conversation like, started off. It's like I just, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so I think at its simplest, that's that's probably who I am. I can share more, of course, about my story to the extent that you want to hear it. No, I think that's great. What kind of, so I know you're um, a wife, a mom, a speaker, a trainer. Are there any like certain hobbies or things that you might want to share? Is there something that you do that's outside of all of that? It's really funny that you asked that because, of course, when I walked in and I met Seal, I was like, okay, she definitely practices what she preaches around being fit. Um, it's funny. I do not have a lot. Of, I mean, I, I love to spend time with my friends and I love to read. I am a personal development junkie and all the things. I mean, really, it, it almost feels like I'm working, but I'm not working because I love it. Like I go to all the conferences, any personal growth conference I can go to. I love to read books. I love to listen to podcasts. I just, I love to learn and, and grow. So, yeah. I think that's amazing. And, and that's everything that I feel like that is where I'm really drawn right now. It's like, I know for me, and I was talking to a friend about this the other day, like even running, like I'm not listening to music anymore. I'm listening to podcasts. Like I am fueling my mind and my spirit, like, mm. because I just know that there's so much more in life that I want to do. And I just feel like I'm in that place where I just want to become a better version and, you know, learn more and expose myself to more of the world and what's out there. So I love that you have said that because I, I really, for me, that resonates. That's just like a really, like, that's where I'm at right now. And I know because you are a speaker and a trainer, like, how did that all come about? <laughs> that's what I want to know. Well, like, how did this come about? Yes. So it's an interesting story. And for any of you out there who are in a corporate environment, you'll be able to relate to this. Um, but I worked for the Hershey company in sales and sales leadership for 19 years. I sold candy and I led teams all over the U.S. And um, when I joined my last job at Hershey, which was a pretty big job, I went out West to see one of my teams out West. And the team lead of that team gave me a copy of John Gordon's book, The Energy Bus. And he said, I he had given it to his whole team, which was my extended team. And then I was his new boss. And he said, I really want you to read this book on your flight home. I was like, okay. So I read the book on my flight home and I was like, this is it. <laughs> this is it. This is how I want to lead my team. This is how everyone should be leading their team. And I started becoming known kind of as the energy bus inside Hershey, which was great because I'm a total geek. You know, I love all this stuff. So I, I'm geeking out over it. So I love being known as that. Um, but the biggest piece is I found that when I started putting those principles into practice and my team started using them, we weren't only thriving when the business was good, because guess what? It's easy to thrive when everything's going along smoothly and life is good, right? <laughs> yeah. But when the chips were down and the business got hard and we weren't doing as well, we still were able to thrive. And then I was like, okay, this is real. 
like this positivity stuff really works. So <laughs> the subtitle of this book, The Energy Bus, is the 10 rules to fuel your work, life, and team with positive energy. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm all in on that. So I started reaching out to the author, John Gordon. I sent him a letter and I said, thank you so much for this book. This is the impact it's made on my team. And he responded. So then I read another book of his and I wrote another letter and then I read another book and I wrote another letter. And then I was like really fangirling. I, I like to joke about this sometimes when I speak. I'm like, I wasn't fangirling over John Bon Jovi. I was fangirling over John Gordon. Okay. So I, at the time, was involved in this kind of consumer products executive women's group here in Charlotte called the Network of Executive Women. And so I said, hey, let's bring John Gordon in to speak. And this is March of 2014. And so we brought him in and I was like, it was bananas, the amount of fangirling I was doing. So I, anyway, I was like, oh my gosh, John Gordon. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy, but I volunteered to introduce him. So there's like about 300 women in the room, men and women in the room, mostly women. And I had a few slides to cover before introducing John, like 10 slides of just stuff about, uh, about new and the AV's not working. And I'm like clicking the clicker, you know, like, I don't know if anybody's ever been on a stage. All the things, <laughs> like all the things that don't go right. Exactly. <laughs> and I, luckily I knew what I was talking about. He was like, just go for it. He's like sitting right over there and he's like, just go for it. I'm like, okay. So I did. And then I introduced him and he gets on the stage and he goes, you know, Julie's more passionate about my work than I am. And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am. So anyway, that was March of 2014. And that whole year, I kept saying to my husband, the John Gordon thing, the John Gordon thing, the John Gordon thing, the John Gordon thing. Nine months later, husbands, listen up. You don't have to wait nine months to ask what your wife is talking about. Uh, nine months later in December, he goes, what exactly is the John Gordon thing? And I said, oh, I'm going to be working with him next year. And he said, does he know that? <laughs> I was like, excellent point, honey. So I wrote him one more letter and I said, top five reasons why we should work together in 2015. And a couple of days later, he called and I was at the Y. My daughter was at basketball practice. I was upstairs walking around the track with my son. My kids were little at the time. Like my son's like up here now. Right. And my phone rings and it was from Jacksonville, Florida. And I said to my son, this is going to be John Gordon. He's like, oh, whatever, mom. Right. Right. So like, who's that? It was John Gordon. By the way, for anyone who doesn't know who he is, he's a multiple best-selling author and top speaker in the U.S. So he was big time, right? Yes. So he calls and you know how it is when you're at the Y, like I have no paper, no pen, right, no, I got nothing. And it's so loud and I'm trying to hear what he's saying. And he's like, what do you want to do with this? And I said, I want to speak about the energy bus. Like, I just, I feel like the world needs to hear this message, which is hilarious because he was already sharing the message <laughs> with the world. Right. Um, and he said, he asked me questions like, how much money do you make? What do you want to do with this? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, I'm answering all the questions anyway. So at the end of the conversation, he was like, okay, you can speak about the energy bus. I'll tell you what to do. I'll give you some coaching. I'll give you the tools, blah, blah, blah. But you need to go speak for free before you quit your day job. And I was like, okay. So I went and spoke anywhere that I could. I spoke at junior leagues and rotary clubs and women's groups. And really anyone who would listen, I went and spoke about the energy bus. And I got really lucky that while all this was happening, Hershey was going through a reorganization. And I was like, please let me have an opportunity to leave. And I mean, because I love it. I still have Hershey in my heart. I always will, but it was time. I was, it was time for me to do something different. So in October of 2015, I left and I started doing this work with John full time. So left the big stable corporate job and started from scratch. And I don't know about you. You seem like a really positive believing kind of a person. But yes, I, I totally right? have. Yeah, it's faith. It's taking yeah. steps. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to be crushing this thing from day one. <laughs> like, it's just going to, I'm going to start and I'm going to be making all the money and doing all the things. 
And it didn't, it wasn't exactly like that at the beginning. It was a slow build. It's been seven and a half years now. Um, it took a lot of grit and determination and kind of overcoming imposter syndrome and all the things. Um, but what it turned into is so much more than just speaking about the energy bus. I have created workshops around almost all of John's content. I've created training. I mean, I, I've created so much content um, that's powerful. Like he didn't really have formalized productized things until I started creating it. And then with, with one of my other teammates, we've created a lot of great content together. And so Amy and I really are proud of everything that we've created for John. So it's really cool. Oh my gosh. It's so cool. And there's so much there. It's like, there's a lot, there's, there's a lot, lot there, but I, I think there's a couple of points that you just made. And I think one is like positivity. Cause I read that in your, you know, in your bio and just like that word just stuck out to me because you even had your shirt on that talks yeah. about positive. And I was like, where did that come from for you? Like, what was it? Like, what is that for you? Like, where did, you know, that would, did it just come from the energy book or is that just something, or sorry, energy bus, or is that something that you had just, that's something that you flow with, which I, yeah. I detect that that is, but just, yeah, is that it's interesting that you asked that because I really believe that everyone has kind of a default position along some kind of a continuum. If you want to say one to a hundred or whatever, some on your positivity continuum, you know, everybody defaults somewhere. We can all make a decision to move higher on the scale. Right. But I do default pretty high. So um, I'm naturally quite positive. Both of my parents were um, people who would say, you can do anything you put your mind to and, you know, believe it and you can achieve it. And my mom was into all the woo-woo things before the woo-woo things were popular. Right. Like she was all about <laughs> visualizing things and manifesting yes. things and, you know, all of that was ingrained into me at quite a young age. So it wasn't a giant leap mm -hmm. to kind of jump into this field um, of positivity and energy and mindset, et cetera. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I totally love that because that's, I feel, and that's probably why our energy is so good because I'm the same way. Like I love being around people that have good energy and I do my best when I go places that that's what I bring. It's like, you just bring that good energy yes. and it can change the atmosphere so this leads me into wanting to talk about, you've done all of this training, this grit that you've put in for seven years, which I, I think that's one thing that doesn't always get shared is like how hard the work is like, and being a positive person, <laughs> like maintaining positivity in the middle of all the grit. Like, what did you do? Like, how did, what kind of things did you lean into throughout this, the seven years of just the grit and the grind? Yeah. I mean, there were some times like, I, I don't want to say, oh, it was all, it was fine. I just right. believed, I believed every day that it would all work out. I mean, it was hard. I mean, mm -hmm. literally the first year, I, I think I made what I used to make in an hour, maybe in the first year. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then like, maybe the next year it was double that. And the next year it was double that and whatever, but it was hard for a while there. And I think you know, my husband and I had to have some really serious conversations because I previously brought a lot to the table and I was bringing nothing to the table. So we had to have milestones. And I think that's what kind of got me through to, I mean, there were two things. One was milestones and one was really learning how to talk to myself when I got off course and I started doubting that, you know, I, I can't, who am I to think I can be a speaker and who do, who, who am I to think I can make this big leap and blah, blah, blah. And we would have conversations about going back to corporate America and getting a real job. And I would go look at job descriptions and it would literally make me sick to my stomach. And I was like, okay, time to go. Like, we got to just, you know, pivot or do something different or try harder or, you know, whatever I have to do. But I just, that feeling that I got in my stomach every time I had to think about going back to corporate, even though it was awesome. And it served me well for a couple of decades. Right. 
but it wasn't for me anymore. And so I had to really just speak belief into myself that I could do it. And again, set milestones. Like by the time we got to year three and it still wasn't very lucrative situation, (laughs) um, we set a goal, you know, by this date, it needs to be this, or we're going to maybe consider something else. And luckily, luckily, and, (laughs) and with a lot of hard work, it ended up being exactly where, just barely where it needed to be in order to keep going. I think that's the same thing I can relate to fitness. So like when we're working with someone or, you know, training someone or helping them set goals, a lot of times there's this instant, like there's going to be like, they envision it and they see it. And this is where I want to be. And it's like, oh, this is not happening as fast. And so I think just the fact that you're talking about the self-talk, because I know that that's a real thing that people are dealing, you know, you have to have conversation with yourself. Like you have to, you have to be the one to tell yourself, no, you can do this. Like you, you got this and just to keep pushing forward. And then the, the benchmarks, the milestones, like those are so, those are so important. So just like they're important in business, they're important in every aspect of life. We do the same thing in fitness. It's like, what's your goal this week? Not like we got the big goal, but we got to have all these little ones that get us that add up to that big goal. So love all of that. And I think it's just so important. People need to hear and be encouraged. Like don't give up if it's not happening soon enough. And it might not happen after the first year and it might not happen after the second. And you just got to, you know, sometimes you have to pull back and, you know, look at you're going to get to the goal, but you might have to change the way you're getting there. So Yeah. I mean, the reality is life has obstacles. Business has obstacles. And we even say inside our work, we're not positive because life is easy. We're positive because life can be hard. So just like what I believe is not just us all walking around shiny, happy people all the time. I believe that hard things happen and we have to find a way to overcome them through our positive attitude, right? Yes. Love all of that. And I can't wait to share this episode because I think it's, I think so many people are going to like just grab onto this and soak it up. (laughs) But I do want to go ahead and jump to your book uh, that you have out. You are an author. It is called Mirror Mirror. And I want you to kind of explain to us a little bit about this book. Yes. just in case you're watching I'm just reaching for it so yeah Yeah, I am so excited because you brought this book and I cannot wait to dive in and read uh but this is about the five reflections to clear the fog and help you shine so that statement alone is like enough to draw anybody in so give us the 411 on your book yeah okay the 411 I like it so clearing the fog so think about when you get out of the shower and you have that foggy mirror your mirror is all fogged up you you can't see clearly right And so that's what I mean by clearing the fog, right? And I I have a couple little acronyms. Fog in the book is forgetting our greatness, right? So when our mirror is foggy, we can't really see the greatness that is staring right at us, right? Um, But the five reflections to clear the fog and help you shine, uh, the whole structure of the book is built on this idea of shine. And there's a lot in there, um, but the acronym simply stands for, the S stands for smile. And it's not just like, oh, just smile and everything is going to be fine. But really a couple things around smiling. One is there's research that just turning up the corners of your mouth, literally, even if you're faking, can start to release serotonin in your brain and help you start to feel better. And they have like, there's these um, mirrors and they're, I mean, it's just, there's so many studies about the power of smiling. So just turning your corners up (laughs) can make you start to feel better. But then it's contagious. Smiling is contagious. Mm-hmm. So when you when someone smiles at you, <laughs> you true. mirror back their smile, yeah. right? 
but you can also catch it from yourself. So when you smile at yourself in the mirror, and this isn't just me talking, this is research. I did a ton of research for this book. When you smile at yourself from the mirror, you catch the smile from yourself also. So lots about all of that in the S section. And then the H is harmonize. And the main thing about harmonize is um, thoughts, words, and actions all in alignment. So if I say I'm a positive person, then I'm not going to be walking around grumbling and being mean and whatever else. If I say I want to get fit, Mm -hmm. then I'm probably going to be going to the gym also. If I'm not, it's incongruent. Mm -hmm. So if, if we're not in alignment, then something's not right. We're not speaking truth. So I, what I speak, is should be, it should be what I also do. And there's some uh, data in there around self-awareness as well. And, and because self-awareness and kind of that congruence and harmony goes together. Uh, there was a study that I read that said 90% of people think that they're self-aware but 10 to 15% actually are. So oh we're walking around this world with this giant gap <laughs> in what we think we're bringing, right? Yeah. It's crazy. So anyway, a lot about that in Harmonize. And then the I is impact. So what are you bringing to the world? Mm -hmm. You know, like how am I impacting people through my behaviors, through my body language, through whatever. So just, it's about how we impact the world. And then um, N is nourish. So kind of self-explanatory around nourishing ourselves and nourishing to flourish and really understanding that. I mean, we've all heard the millions of metaphors around this, but putting your own oxygen mask on first, um, you can't pour from an empty cup. All those things are true. And the reason that they're so overused is because they're true mm -hmm. and really just kind of figuring out what it is that nourishes you. Because what makes me feel great is not the same as what makes you feel great. So if somebody says, here's a massage gift card, that's great for some people. But some people are like, ugh, that would be right. terrible. I don't want people touching me, right? So knowing yourself well enough to know what nourishes you and then doing it. Because there's too many people right now. I bet if you walked around and asked mm -hmm. everyone in this building, how many people are feeling depleted? There are too many people who are feeling totally depleted and they don't know what nourishes them and how, and they never do it. Even if they do know, they don't do it. So doing it, right? And then the E is elevate. So elevate uh, is partially about learning and growing. So what are you doing to learn and grow um, every day? And that doesn't have to be the way I learn and grow. Like mm -hmm. I learn and grow through books and podcasts and events and things like that. But you might learn and grow by digging in the garden or by uh, going to the opera or seeing a play or whatever. It doesn't really matter what it is, but something that's going to continue to elevate you. And then the big component in Elevate is what are you consuming? Who are you surrounding yourself with? What are the people? This is everything right, right here. This is, this this is, is, it, this is it. Right? Mm -hmm. Because are the people lifting you up and believing in your dreams? I mean, seriously, when you have big dreams, like when I had this big dream of becoming a speaker, Thank God I had friends and people around me that were like, yes, girl, let's go, you know, but what if they were like, are you, are you kidding? That's so stupid, right? So surrounding yourself with people who believe in you and that are going to lift you up and encourage you, but also not just the people. It's your social media feed. It's the books you read. It's the shows you watch. It's the, it, it's really everything that we consume that impacts our mind and how much we can grow in our mindset. And, and it, it, it's just amazing because think about the news. If you watch the news all day, every day, it's pretty hard to keep a positive mindset. 
But if I decide to watch Ted Lasso, for example, right. I mean, that's show. just one example, right? right? But, but I mean, how that latched yeah. on with yeah. this country. Yeah. Like people went crazy over it because you know what we needed? Mm-hmm. We need that optimism and positivity in our lives. So anyway, E is elevate. There's lots more in the book about each of these. And, you know, some of the coolest feedback that people have given me about this book is they say, people who know me well say, oh my gosh, I'm sitting in your living room on the couch <laughs> with you. You know, it's like we're having a conversation, yeah. but even people who don't know me are like, I one, I feel like I know you better, but also I just feel like I'm reading from a friend. I'm talking to a friend, even if they don't know me, they feel like they're talking to a friend. So hopefully the research and the ideas and the thoughts are positioned in a really simple way that anyone can kind of grasp onto something. Well, I'm so excited that you brought the book because I'm really going to dive in and read this. And I, I think these are just really key things for all of us. Um, and one thing that you mentioned towards the end was talking about um, basically what we consider what everybody uses the, the phrase or the words self-care Yes, and how depleted people are. And that is such a big thing for even, you know, let's take this into the fitness side. Yeah. That's one area, especially with women that we have to constantly focus on and remind, yes. what are you doing? Are you listening to a favorite song? Do you yes. have a book you're reading? Is there a quote? What are you leaning into to keep yourself filled up? Because they're so busy being moms, entrepreneurs, yes. you know, so busy managing projects or all the different things. And it's like, you have to have that time set aside so that you can fill back up. Because yes. if you go around and you're just doing it depleted, like you're not going to be putting out into the world what you were meant to. Yes. And I really feel like that what you're doing with this book and just this conversation, I just feel like is so important to share. And I just can't say enough about the fact of like, I knew when I was going to meet you and I was like, I know I'm supposed to meet her <laughs> because I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of really good energy. And I'm, I am trying to put myself in a place where I want to be around people that are doing really amazing things that are lifting up other people that are doing things even for themselves that are going to higher levels. And I want to be in a room with that. I want to be in a room with people that I'm going to feed off of their energy, not suck them, but just like feed off of them. But also they can feed off of mine. Yes. Which is why, like, as soon as we met, it's like instant, like smile and like, yes, yes, all the the good, all the good vibes. So I, I so love this. Where can they get your book right now? Okay, I'm going to tell you, but before that, I want to go back to something Sue oh, just sure. said really Absolutely. quick, because I think it's important when we're talking about self-care and you mentioned, you know, young moms and entrepreneurs and busy and all the things. And like, are you serious? Do I really have time for self-care? Ain't nobody got time for that, right? So right. I heard you say quotes and mm-hmm. I heard you say songs. Mm-hmm. And so I want people to understand that self-care does not have to be a whole day at the spa. Like, it can be, I'm going to crank my favorite song. And by the way, I'm over 50 and a proud Swifty. So like, I, okay, will, Swiftie, let's I, go. Will, <laughs> I will crank a Taylor Swift baby. Any one of them, any one of them. Right now, Cruel Summer has been played a lot. But anyway, like crank your favorite tune in between meetings or after you drop the kids off at carpool or whatever, find a quote that really resonates with you. Put it on your wallpaper, on your phone. Take some, I mean, you as a fitness person would know this, use your breath. I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of research studies on the power of your breath. 
And even if you can just take five slow, deep breaths in between a meeting. So just, it, it doesn't have to be hard. So I just don't want people to hear that self-care has to be this expansive, oh, whatever absolutely. thing. It doesn't. You can do little micro moments of care that will just keep you going. Of course, like, can you still have the day at the spa? I hope so. <laughs> but in the, in the middle of it, try to do just the little things. So anyway. No, I will. I, I love that because that's the biggest thing with self-care is that we've attached it what it looks like. So it's like, you're sitting on a yoga mat for an hour meditating, yes. or like you said, you're going to the spa, or if I have to, if I'm going for a walk, it has to be at least 30 minutes. Yeah. Or if I'm going to the gym, I've got to plan an hour and a half workout. Like no self-care is, is simple. We've just made it more complicated. And it, just like you said, it's the little things like just taking that little bit of time for yourself, even if it's just breathing, like that can change your day. That can change your day. I've been doing uh, a gratitude plank with uh, the people that I work with and it's a minute long and that's all it is. A minute long gratitude plank. That's it. So it's just like, <laughs> okay, people, did you just hear the words gratitude and plank in the same thing? Yes. Like, what are we talking about here? I just, okay. I know you're interviewing me, but please tell me what, what is a gratitude it's, plank? It's just a low plank. So like, if you do a low plank in yoga, you know, you're on your forearms, legs are back straight and you just hold it for a minute. And the whole time during that minute, we, cause we, sometimes people have to build up to a minute, but I say a minute, but you just think on things that are positive, things about your day that have been good. Even if you're having a hard day, like switching your focus from being in that place of like angry and throwing things to like yes. get down and plank and just start focusing on something that brings you joy. That's it. Okay. I'm adding gratitude plank to my list of all the ways that I practice gratitude. That is so fantastic because we teach gratitude, you know, all kinds of ways yeah. in our work on how to practice gratitude, but I've never, <laughs> ever heard gratitude plank. So that is going to be in the rotation from now on. And I will give you credit for that. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, I started doing it during COVID and I would I just that. do, and I just started for myself. Like it was just a good way for me to like bring my, because my brain runs hundred miles an hour. Yes. It runs all the time. And so it's like the only way for me to like bring it back down is activity. But I was like, well, plank, well, I can hold that. And then, and that's still like doing movement in some form or fashion. Cause you're having to hold your abs and like pull yes. tight. And then just being able to think on things that bring me joy and make me happy. I so yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. So okay. So back to your original thing. question. Yeah. So where can we get the <laughs> we book? We can get the book on Amazon. Um, it's just mirror, mirror. And my name is Julie me, or you can go to mirror, mirror and you can click through. It's going to click you through to Amazon anyway. So since most of us have prime, that's really the easiest way to get it right now. And you can get it in uh, paperback or hardback. And so. we'll be sure to drop this in the notes as well so that you can follow her and also get her book. And I just like, this has been such an incredible conversation and by no means am I like wrapping this up right away. I have two more things I want to ask you. So the next thing I wanted to, to, to say is, you know, what do you personally lean into when it comes to like your own self-care, you know, motivation, inspiration, is there something specific that you really lean into for that? I, really think it's connecting with friends. I mean, that that's, that's something that fills me and fuels me because I'm busy. I mean, I'm, I'm really busy just like everyone else is and I'm doing all the things. And of course I'm reading all the books right. and that kind of stuff. But the thing that kind of really replenishes me is having a meaningful conversation with a girlfriend usually. I mean, of course, family and all the like right. family. <laughs> yeah, you know, 
we love you, family. Of course, we love our families, but really, I, I love having like a one on one meaningful conversation with a girlfriend. And also, I do want to add just regarding the family thing <laughs> my daughter is in college, she's a sophomore at University of Tennessee, and it's extra fun like spending my time talking to her now because she's gone. And so we get to FaceTime and talk, and it's, it's just a different relationship for anyone who has kids that are starting to adult. It's it's a cool time of life and it's just different and awesome in another totally different way than when you have littles. So yeah, I have to agree. It totally is because I'm the same way with my son because we were just talking about what he's doing and I just anytime I get with him now it's so different because they need you differently. Yes, and they share with you differently and that was an adjustment switching to For him sure. becoming an adult. So yeah, you that is that fills my cup when I spend time with yes. him. I'm like it totally fills me up too. But I love what you talked about the social because there's a lot of women that social for them is really important. Mm -hmm. And that is a, a form of self-care for themselves because that's where they get their, their fill back. So yeah, yeah I love that you shared that. Yeah. And some people that it's social in a big group, you know, I'm yeah. going to go to all the events around Charlotte <laughs> right. and I'm going to go to all the happy hours and all the things. And some people it's more one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. So do the one that works for you and don't feel forced to do all the things if that doesn't nourish you mm -hmm. back to the nourishment. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Last thing I always ask everybody at the end is, is there anything else left on your heart that you would like to share with the listeners? I just want to share that positivity is not without hardship. And I know we talked about that a little bit in the business transition, but I really think people, sometimes when people look at me or other really smiley, positive people, they're like, well, she's got nothing, right? Like she's, her life is so easy and it's so awesome. And I don't want to say that my, my life is awesome. So my life is awesome. Um, but I, I also want people to know I've been through hard things too. I went through a really difficult breast cancer experience in 2019 and did all the things, chemo, mastectomy, radiation, ugh, no hair, no eyebrows, no eyelashes, all the things. And I only say that to say, if you're going through something hard, there is another side and there is a way through and positivity can make a difference in a hard thing. And, and, and I know that not only was I physically tested during that time, but I was very much mentally tested. So anyone who's going through something hard physically knows that the mental battle is easily as hard as the physical one. So I would just say, keep pouring into your mind because your mindset has power and being positive, even in a hard situation, um, it has a huge power. And I'll leave you with this about coming back to gratitude. So I'm going to start doing gratitude planks. <laughs> um, but the other thing I want to say about gratitude, because I used it a lot when I went through the cancer thing. And I wrote about this in mirror mirror too, when I was talking about gratitude and it's just like a little bit of a gratitude hack in my opinion. And it's about being gratitude, being grateful, in something, not for something. So for example, I wasn't grateful for cancer, mm -hmm. but I was grateful in cancer. I haven't been grateful when I've lost a loved one in it. I mean, I'm not grateful for it, but I'm grateful in it. I'm grateful for all the stories that come forward that you never heard before. I'm grateful for sharing memories. I'm grateful for seeing family that I haven't seen in years. I'm grateful. So you can find gratitude in anything, but you have to look for it. So my last two cents is look for things to be grateful for while you're doing planks. <laughs> I love that. Well, I, I thank you so much for sharing about that and about your own personal experience with breast cancer. We talked earlier a little bit about how I've been part of Carolina Breast Friends in Charlotte yes. and the community. And that's always been one close to my heart. I had, I, you know, it's one in eight women that get yes. diagnosed and 
um, everyone's battle is different, but the fact that, you know, you even said like through chemo, you lost your hair, you lost everything. How did you maintain that? Like when all of that started happening, when the hair and because women as women, yeah. our physical appearance mm. is something that a lot of people derive their self-confidence and their value off of what they look like. Yes. What for you, like, I know that probably affected you, but what did you do to help your mindset stay strong? Uh, that was the, that by far was the most challenging time ever to keep my mindset strong. I mean, and, and I, I handled it pretty well, even when the hair came off because you can use wigs and wigs are relatively easy to use. And I had the most awesome, uh, baseball cap with hair that was like the cutest <laughs> thing ever. And you didn't have to mess with anything. And I would just put on my baseball cap and I had this cute little Bob, like I can handle that. But when my eyebrows and eyelashes fell off, that was like a crushing blow. And so anyone out listening who's been through that, that really took me over the deep end for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> so what helped? I mean, I, I just had to keep encouraging myself. And my family was very, you know, sometimes when you're in something like that, you got to let other people lift you up because maybe you can't always do it. We can't always do it alone, you know, and I need other people to lift me up and encourage me in that time. And I mean, I had people like <laughs> I'm taking off my glasses because of the eyelashes. Like I would stick on, I tried every type of false eyelash that there ever exists in the world. And I had more tears over false eyelashes. <laughs> like I would be like, can you check? Cause <laughs> it's coming unstuck. Like, can you check my eyelashes? Yeah. And I would draw on these dumb eyebrows and oh my word, it was <laughs> terrible. So like, finally, I just decided what works for me is I'm just going to use a lot of eyeliner. <laughs> it's my, it's my, I just can't mess with the eyelashes anymore. But so it was hard. I, I needed the support of some other people during some times there. I wasn't doing it all alone. No way. And of course, you know, you have to lean on a little bit of something bigger than yourself also, yeah. whatever faith looks like for you. But I definitely had to lean into that as well. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And and I know for me, just this conversation has been so inspiring and I've gained so much from just the time you walked in this room and meeting you and, and the energy you bring. And I am fortunate because uh, my friend Kimball Davidson and uh, Pete Harrison, like the three of us have come together to put on an event for multi our multifamily professionals. Uh, we're going to be doing it here at the Alta filament. Um, and we're excited about it. She's going to actually be speaking and um, so stoked to have you to help help these professionals find a way to refill so that they yes. can impact their community and multifamily, which is huge. Yes. Uh, but again, just thank you so much. Where can they find you on Instagram? Oh, at JulieMe108. <laughs> so J-U-L-I-E-N-E-E-108. So if you want to learn more about Julie, you know, follow her there. I would say reach out to you through sure. Messenger, Instagram or yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah. And also check out her book again. It's Mirror, Mirror, Five Reflections. I want to make sure I say it right to clear the fog and help you shine. So thank you all again for joining today. This has been amazing. So much fun. <laughs> and again, my name is Seal Smart. You can follow me at It's Seal Smart and check out the Be Amazing podcast, which is on Spotify, iTunes, and at SweatNet. Thank you for joining me today. If you like the podcast, please like and share this with other women in your life. You can find out more about SweatNet on SweatNet.com or follow them on Instagram at SweatNet and SweatNet Charlotte. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Smart. Stay tuned for the next episode of the SweatNet Be Amazing podcast.